Hi, this is Bimi Shavery, and I am here with your daily dose of energy. To all my new subscribers and my new listeners, welcome. I'm going to start by saying um, I've spoken a lot about how during a lot of these different energetic shifts and portal openings and all these different things that are happening on the solar world, your inner solar system is also evolving and transitioning. And you may be receiving a lot of in-depth dreams. God may be speaking to you through past situations, through um, past people, through absolutely unrelated things in your dream world. And for me, my dreams have always been very, very introspective. They have always given me information, given me some type of insight. They have given me clarity on things that have both occurred previously, things that were occurring currently and things that were to happen. I have always had very, very, very sharp intuition and God always most potently spoke to me through my dreams. And as of recent, I have been having a lot of different dreams and so much so that they either leave me waking up the next morning feeling uh, like emotional or literally what I see in my dream the very next day. I've seen it in the real world, exactly how I saw it in my dream. And it always recently has been involving people who are both still physically here and people who have passed on. I have been going through this trying to decipher what these messages mean. What is it that God is trying to tell me? What is it that um, these people who I love so dearly who have passed on are trying to tell me? What is it that is needing to happen? And I remember that I am opening this this tunnel because I am entering a state of it's like a treasure box almost and you're opening up this box and you're trying to figure out what the importance and significance of these items in this box is and sometimes it just doesn't make sense but I'm saying all of that to say that I have been having these dreams for a while. I It's become my norm. It's how I process. It's how I learn to understand and grasp so much that I'm already, I guess, um, you know, I'm used to it. I had a dream a few days ago, though, um, and I don't know why I'm needing to share this with you, but I feel like 
the dream, even though there were very significant messages and very significant purposes for me having that dream, that dream also has some information that I felt I need to share with some of you. I feel like this is one of those situations where God is using my personal body, mind, and spirit, my personal connections, my personal spiritual um, temple as a vessel to relay something to you. So I'm going to give you the disclaimer up front. This may not be for everyone. As I tell you on every single daily energy dose, every energy dose may not be for you. Every daily energy dose may not personally relate to your situation. It could be something you are about to go through, could be something you've already gone through, something you are currently in the depths of, or it could be completely unrelated to you, but affect someone who is connected to you energetically, spiritually, and you are needing to hear this so that you can relay whatever you take from this to them. So. I'm going to also tell you that the dream made me emotional. So if you if you notice, I'm speaking a little slower or I'm I'm drinking my water. I have, I have my water next to me. I'm drinking my water. It's because I'm trying to process while I am relaying what I am feeling and seeing. To you. In the best way I can without losing composure and, and my control. Again, the dream involves, I, I didn't say who it involved, but this dream involved my father who is no longer here. And my father passed away the day before Thanksgiving. I don't know why that's significant to this story, but when I was 20 years old, Okay, and yeah, I don't know why that's significant to this story, but maybe it'll connect at the end. So I'm going to relay the dream to you now, and then I'll get to what I feel intuitively the dream signifies for myself and for you. So in the dream, I am in a car. It's my mom, it's myself, my father, my sister, my brother, and my brother's a baby, of course. My sister is younger than me. She's five years younger than me. My dad stays in the car. I don't quite remember which car I'm seeing. My father had three cars. 
this particular car, I'm not for sure which car we were in, but we were in front of the house that we all lived in together as a family. This was the last house that we all lived in together as a family prior to my parents separating. My parents separated when I was about 10 years old, 10 to 11 years old. I have always been very close to my father. I loved and I still love my father, okay? I'm the oldest child and because I'm the oldest child, I saw things, I experienced things. My experience with my father was both very, very, very loving and um, I felt safe. I loved him so much. I felt, I felt safe. And then I also, on the other hand, witnessed things that were done and, and things that happened between the marriage of my parents that caused me to see him in a different light. Um, nothing, no molestation, no nothing like that. It, it was, it was nothing like that. But it was a very, it became physical relationship. Um, and that's as far as I'll go. Because there are some things I just will never speak about. Um, my father is no longer here. This is not my story to tell because it includes, I can only tell the story from my perspective, but I have to be protective of my parents. They never divorced. They did separate. But that was my mom's first love. My mom is a widow and I definitely respect and will always protect their union because after so many years, they were able to come back together and whatever. OK. But back to the dream, back to the story. So I. So this house was the last house that we all lived in together. And when we left the house, the way we left the house was very intense. It was very um, hostile. It was just a very emotional, intense time. To this day, I see the house. Every time I go to my grandmother's house, it was literally four houses down from my grandma's house. I see the house. I get chills every time I pass the house. It, I, I, the house is a huge part of my childhood. It is not the last house I stayed with my father at, but it is the first home that we had collectively together where I received so much of my foundation. I saw so many things. I felt so many different emotions. I experienced so much in that home. So in the dream, we are, my dad is in the car, my sister, myself, and my mom. We are going into the home. We're going into the house. We are walking down the hallway and I don't know if we were grabbing things we were supposed to get out the house. I don't particularly remember why we were even at the house, but I remember 
Hmm, I'm getting chills as I'm. I remember walking into the hallway and feeling I need to go into the den area. And the den area was where we had a record player. We had a TV. It is where I would go and play with my uh, little McDonald statue doll things. I would listen to um, Atlantic Star on the record player. I would watch Michael Jackson concerts. It was the den area where we had a let out couch and it was right next to my bedroom. I remember passing the bedroom, passing my desk, my little pink and white desk that had a desk and a chair. I went into the den area and there was all this stuff. It was stuff. It was pictures. It was it was just a lot of stuff that I felt I needed to get. I needed to grab. I needed to get this stuff. I couldn't we couldn't leave without getting this stuff. It was needed. I I couldn't leave, but I could only carry so much. I remember trying to grab pictures. And I remember saying to my sister, hold this, grab this because we cannot leave here. My mom is saying, come on, we have to go. We have to go. And I kept saying, we can't leave this. I can't leave this. We have to get this. We have to take this with us. We cannot leave this here. The feeling I had was defeat. It was, I was crying. I was, it didn't matter how much stuff I grabbed. I couldn't hold it. It wouldn't stay in my hands. I couldn't, I couldn't get the things that meant the most to me because I felt like I couldn't hold it all. I couldn't, I couldn't, my capacity wasn't, wasn't my hands. I didn't have enough arm space. It was way too much stuff. And I remember looking around the room and feeling like, how am I going to get all of this? How am I going to get everything? And then I woke up. And when I woke up, the feeling I had in the dream was exactly the feeling that I had at that moment. My eyes were watery. Um, I was trying to grasp everything and try to understand what I was saying. I, I remember texting my brother because I needed I needed to hear him. I needed I needed to talk to my brother. And I remember asking God, what is the purpose of this dream? What are you trying to tell me? 
And instantly I remember how I felt when my father passed away. I didn't cry at that moment, but I remember feeling like our home, it was so much stuff. It was, it was so much stuff and we couldn't take everything. We couldn't take everything. All I could grab was some clothes, I took his ring, our pictures, and then the family cleaned the home out. And what I left that day with is what I have to this day of my father. And for years, for years, it was so painful. I was so angry. I was so, I had so much bitterness built up in me because I felt like you, I felt like they took everything from me. You took everything from me. God took my father and you took everything else. We have nothing. We have nowhere to go. We don't have our father. We don't have anything tangible of my childhood, of him at all. And I remember being so angry for years. When I tell you angry, I mean like I literally Literally for over 10 years. Was filled with this anger because nobody could understand what that meant to my family, to my brother and my sister. We have nothing. Right. We have nothing. And I remember feeling like. No one will ever make me feel like that again. No one will ever be able to take anything from me to where I feel like I'm left with nothing. There's no nothing but memories, nothing tangible. And that is what created my desire and my need to connect internally, spiritually with everything. Because you can never take away what is protected inside. You can't take away something that I possess internally. You can take away everything in the physical form. You can take away every single person you love, every single tangible item. You can take it all away, but you can never take away how that made me feel, how that person made me feel, how that experience changed my life, how my perspective, my perception, my entire existence had been redeveloped and reformed based on that experience. So this dream, in a sense, was a reminder to me to not grasp so 
hard and, and, and to remind myself of why this internal spiritual journey is so important because you cannot take it with you. I can't take any of the tangible items. I can't control or possess a person. I can't make a person do what I need them to do. I can't hold on tight, so tight because I am afraid of losing. So what happens when you are afraid to lose something? You either cling very tightly, which is something I realized about myself. I'm not a clingy person, but in a relationship or in any type of connection, when I cling very tightly to it, it's because I feel like I am losing my grip. When I feel stable and I feel very comfortable and I feel very secure in whatever connection, whatever Whatever it is that I'm involved in, whether it be a relationship, whether it be a career path, whether it be acquaintanceship, whatever it is, when I feel secure about it, I can be more relaxed, free flowing. I don't have to grab it because I'm secure in knowing it's not going to go anywhere. It is not going to leave me. I can get it again because I hold the key to it inside. So all the way, all the while thinking about what, God, why are you bringing me? Why, why did you have to, why, what was the purpose of me having this dream? It was to remind me of my why, my spiritual journey it was always also to connect me with what mattered most and a reminder that I have lost one of the most important things, one of the most irreplaceable things. I could ever lose. And I survived. The pain of that is still with me. I am healed from the bitterness and the anger because I understand what's most important. Even though in the physical sense, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it here. I couldn't hold my father here. I couldn't grab those pictures. I couldn't keep our furniture. I couldn't keep the cars. I couldn't keep the home. I could not keep what I felt. We all had built together collectively as a family, but you can never take away the unit of the family because it's inside. The, what, the things that we built, the, the memories, the talks that we had, the love that we shared, that never goes away. So it was to remind me that during these transitions in my life to not grab so hold of the tangible things, whether it be a person, whether it be a situation, whether it be a, a, a job, whatever it is, I cannot possess the thing. But the energy that is fluid, that it flows, that flows through it is always mine. It's always mine. And so the purpose for the dream that I'm feeling is needed to be relayed to someone else is just like myself. You can get so caught up in what something should be, what you think will always make sense. To me, it makes sense to have my father here now. 
It makes sense that you would still have the home that you grew up in. It makes sense that your family or, or whoever is, is going to preserve those physical, tangible items because they understand how important it is for you to be able to pass that along. But what happens when none of that is possible? What happens when none of that is possible and you still survive? So with all of the odds against you, with everything that you could not hold on to, with everything that you clinged on for dear life to and still lost, but you're still here, what do you do now? I had to learn very early how to survive without the stability that I was used to. The only man that I knew, I grew up with a home with a father and a mother, not a perfect marriage, but a home. And I have both sets of grandparents, both sets of great grandparents. I had stability all around me, a whole bunch of family members, a whole bunch of cousins raised in basically the same household together. You I had that that comfort of stability. I had the comfort of a protected unit. I didn't have to worry or wonder about that. So when you take away the main force, when you take away the biggest piece of that stability, how do you survive? What I had to do was remember what he taught me. I'm the oldest, remember? So I am my mom's right hand. I don't have time to grieve. I don't have time to think about what I'm losing, I have to think about what it is that he instilled in me, what it is that I still have right now. What pieces can I put together so that we can survive long enough for me to get to where I need to go until I'm able to learn and grow and evolve more? I don't have time to wonder and and question and debate anybody on why something happened. I have to snap into survival mode. And snapping into survival mode is very, 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 very slippery slope because survival mode can mean a lot of different things. But even in the most detrimental time of my life, even in the most heartbreaking time of my life, even in the time where I literally didn't know where we were going to go. I wasn't leaving my brother and sister. I was not going to go stay with this family member and my brother is somewhere else and my sister is somewhere else. No, we are going to be together. I'm not going to finish school. I'm not going to go away to college. I have to be here for them. We got to survive. So the sacrifices that you make because you're thinking for a unit, you're not thinking for yourself, whether that be in relationships, whether that be in your career path, whether that be in your life in general, when you are forced in a situation where everything has just crumbled on you suddenly, 
all of a sudden there's no preparation. You're thrown into the dungeon. Everything has been destroyed. How do you survive? Do you sit and wonder and and be angry? Yeah, you could feel emotional for a moment. Yes, you can be upset for a moment, but eventually you're going to have to snap into survival mode because if you do not learn how to snap into survival mode, you will die. And anything that's connected to you that is relying on you to live dies as well. So your responsibility becomes greater than your feelings. Your responsibility becomes greater than that moment because it's not about you. And that was something that taught me selflessness. That is what connected me to my core. That is what connected me to my path. My purpose It's something I could never let go of because that is what birthed this new beginning. This is what birthed my new life. Nothing I signed up for, nothing I asked for, nothing I wanted, but it was something that I was pushed into without my my own, yeah, I'll do it, without my own, you know, volunteering of the essence. No, it was, this is what your life is and you're going to, what are you going to do with it? Yes, I went through dark moments. Yes, I went through depression. Yes, I felt like I wanted to end it all. I attempted to. But something happens in you when you have a purpose on your life and God puts a seed in you. It doesn't matter what you foolishly want to do to avoid it. God is going to put you in situations that you just can't control. He's going to put you in situations that are beyond your comprehension. How do you survive in the midst of the darkness? Because let me tell you something. There is no type of fight. There is no type of spiritual fight like the like the fight that you end up against when you are absolutely tired, when you are sick and tired and you have lions roaring at you and you have no weapons. You have no weapons and you tired and you have no strength and everyone's depending on you to defeat these lions. What do you do? So I totally understand that during these different transitions, you are sitting in a space where you are really questioning your sanity. You're questioning if it's even worth the fight, if it's even worth you attempting, if it's even worth the journey, because everything seems to be going wrong. Yes, I love this man. Yes, I want to be in this relationship. Yes, I feel like this career path is for me. Yes, I want to forgive these people for all the wrong that they've done. Yes, I want to be connected to people and trust people, but I can't because I have abandonment issues. Yes, I fear connecting and loving because I've been betrayed or I've been hurt or I've been left. Yes, those are natural emotions to things that people have to go through in their life. But you can't always hold on to the trauma of the situation, because if you hold on to the trauma, then you will die. And there's nothing worse than a walking zombie. You can't cling on to something to force it in your grip and force it to stay, no matter how bad you want to. You cannot be afraid of connecting with things and and afraid of commitment because you are so afraid that if you do, you'll be left. Some things are inevitable. 
Abandonment is inevitable in times because just like me, just like my brother, my brother was 13 years old. What do you mean? I don't have my, what do you mean my dad's died? What do you mean he's dead? What do you mean? In his sleep, what do you mean? So you can't use the circumstances of, oh, I didn't have my father around for the reason why you are, are the way you are. My brother didn't have his father around. He had his father up until 13 years old. My brother's such an incredible man. Such an incredible man. He's not perfect, but he's an incredible man. He's an incredible father. He's a stand up guy. He's an honest man of his word, hardworking, career focused. Yeah, he could be a gigolo at times, <laughs> but he's single. He ain't single right now, but when he was single, you know what I mean? Like he is, he's young, he's 27, but the, the mentality of my brother and I look at people who say, oh, I didn't have my dad in my life. Not having your dad in your life doesn't always mean that your dad chose to not be there. Sometimes God chooses for him to not be there. Is that a reason for you to be lackluster? Is that a reason for you to allow yourself to not live up to your potential? No, because you're looking at someone who lost her father, a woman. You can't you can't say that you you around here. You don't need no man. You don't respect no man. You out here just throwing it loose and giving it up to anybody you can because your daddy wasn't around. My daddy died when I was 20 years old. My sister was 16, had not even finished high school. Neither one of us out here busting it wide open for a dollar. You want to talk about trauma? There are so many people who have dealt with trauma and loss and they have mastered those levels because of the of their choices. And I'm not saying everybody handles things the way that we handle things because it's not been easy. We have handled we have had to deal with a lot of naysayers, a lot of isolation. We have been ostracized. We have gone through a lot of different things as a family, but you know what? It's made us so close. My brother and sister and I, you, we, listen, you would think I birthed them. We are very close. We are very, very connected because my father taught us that we are all we have, even though we have a huge family, even though we, we have other, you know, family members, my mom, my grandparents, my brother and sister, those are my life. So you have to create that type of determination for yourself. Use your hardships, use whatever it is in your life that you're clinging on to right now because you're afraid to let it go. Understand that once you connect to the spirit of whatever that thing is, it'll never leave. It doesn't matter if physically it's not here. We're all going to go somewhere, whether it's voluntarily leaving you. We don't want to be with you or whatever. It doesn't change the connection that you had with someone. It doesn't change the love that was there. It doesn't change the spirit or the energy that was there. All of it's doing all of this is is manifestation and energy that has transpired to another place. That's it. 
Am I telling you that loss is easy? No, 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 no. I will never tell you that because I've lost too much. I've lost friends. I've lost family. I've lost my father. I've lost children. Trust me. I know loss. What I'm telling you is once you lose something, there's nothing you can do to get it back. It's gone. So do you sit in that space and stay in that space until you die? Or do you choose to take what you can from the experience? Take it and switch it into something else. Use it as fuel to be better. Use it as as motivation to obtain that and better. Do it. Do you sit in that or do you operate in a sense of, okay, this is just another level I have to get through. I'm going to grieve it. I'm going to cry about it. I'm going to allow this, allow myself to feel this. And then I am going to fight through because whatever it is that you're holding on to, whatever it is that's crumbling in your life, whatever it is that is causing you to be in this space of isolation and make you question your worth and making you question your sanity and making you question if it's even worth it. When that wave passes and you realize it's all washed away and you are just sitting with those emotions, not knowing what to do with them. The only thing for you to do is release. Let go. Because then your inability to let go. Becomes what will ultimately destroy you. We all have things we have to fight through. We all have moments where we just want to go into ourselves and disconnect from the world and not talk to anybody, not share our story with nobody. Just die right there in the midst of all of the trauma, all of the drama, all of the chaos. Just take me with it. But as long as you are here. You are supposed to use that as motivation to keep going, because I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it gets easy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that all of those feelings that you feel are going to just go away because they don't go away without work. People say time heals everything. And that's the biggest lie. That's the biggest lie. Time can provide you with a distraction. But eventually it all resurfaces until you deal with it. It took me five years to grieve my father because I got so busy with life. I didn't have time to sit with the emotion. I didn't have time to think about it. And when I finally did. Someone who didn't even drink alcohol. Became. This other person, a functioning, depressive person at work, happy. Everybody just thought I was Brandy. I'm good. I'm great at home. I tried to take 15 hydrocodone and muscle relaxers. And by the grace of God, I'm still here. Twice. So 
So I understand how you can allow your thoughts and you can allow your emotions. And sometimes people say, oh, just call the number if you're feeling suicidal. First of all, that is not realistic because when you are drowning in your thoughts and you're drowning in your emotions and you literally have no one to talk to. The last thing you're thinking about is calling a number explaining what you're feeling when you don't even understand yourself. If that doesn't help you jump off the bridge, I don't know what else will. Nothing will drive you crazier than trying to explain to someone why you're feeling, why you're feeling the way you're feeling and have them passive aggressively trying to talk you off a ledge without hitting the core of what's really wrong without giving you any real solutions because you know what happens when I hang up that phone I'm still with these feelings I'm still with these thoughts nothing you've said on this damn number is going to help me because it is embedded in my spirit unless you are connecting to the spirit of a person who is going through a moment of depression who is going through a moment of a down spiral, you will never reach them. I don't care how many numbers you have. I don't care how many flyers you put out. I don't care how many suicide awareness uh, protocols you think you have in place. It'll never be sufficient. And it will always have a, a rate of climbing suicides because nobody is reaching the soul of the person. And if you're listening to my voice and it is you who is dealing with an inner battle of depression and you are battling with yourself in this moment, don't know where to go, don't know how to move forward. You don't have an outlet. Listen to me. Listen to me. You are not crazy. Your feelings are real and it is okay. It is okay that you're not okay. It is okay that you are angry. It is okay that you feel isolated. It is okay that you feel abandoned. It is okay that you feel like you're not ever receiving the love that you give. It is okay that you are feeling like you are all alone. It is okay to feel like you're feeling. Don't ever think that you are not okay to not be okay. It's okay. It's okay. And I hear you and I feel you and you are seen you are seen. You matter. Your purpose here. Your purpose here has not been fulfilled yet. It has not been fulfilled. You got so much to give. So much to do. And what you are going through now is a purging. It is a cleansing of everything that you have internalized, that you have not let go of. My dream, my dream is a manifestation of the inner world that I have conquered through, that I'm still fighting through, but I'm being used as a vessel for you. I couldn't grab those things. I couldn't I couldn't get those pictures. I couldn't take I couldn't take the record player. I couldn't grab the TV. I could not grab 
what I wanted to because it wasn't meant for me to grab those tangible things because every piece of those things were embedded in my spirit. The spirit of every item I tried to grab, I have with me now. And nobody can take that away. So the love that you think you don't have, the love that you think you lost, is still with you. The hope that you think you've lost, the hope that you think you're yearning for and you can't find is still with you. It's in you. It's there. It's there. You are not alone. Everything that you're dealing with, everything that you are facing is being strategically put here for you to go through because where you are headed Where you are headed is the most beautiful, freeing place you have ever, ever been. And you're not going to have to die to see it. You're not going to have to die to feel it. You're not going to have to wait until you're dead to get the flowers that you deserve. It's okay to not be okay. It doesn't take away the essence of who you are. For some of you, you've allowed these things that, that are, are embedded in you. It's, it's as if it's as if it's destroying you inside out. You are deteriorating. Your health is failing you. Your energy levels are down. Your appetite is down. Everything makes you sick. Your prayer life, your prayer life is just non-existent because you don't even have the energy to say, God, help me. Then some of you feel like even saying, God, help me, ain't going to do nothing because he doesn't hear me and I can't hear him. It's because where God has taken you, you've left him there to go back to find your old self. But he's where he led you to. So you have to go back. You cannot retract Everything you've already done. You cannot go back and change the things that have occurred. You cannot go back in time and shift anything. The only thing you can do is take the spirit of that with you. Use it as fuel to get back to where God led you to. Because that is where he is. Waiting. Waiting. For you. Your journey, your journey is unique. But at the same time, it's so common. Because like you, even I hid my pain. I hid my fear until I couldn't hide it anymore. 
The person you see today, the person you're speaking to today is is a manifestation of work, healing, a journey of transformation that I am still on. I haven't even reached my peak yet. With all the accolades and all of the abilities that I've been able to to, you know, tap into and all of the connections that I've made and all of the success and all the I am still growing and evolving and I am transforming and layers are being revealed to me every day. That's the beauty of growth. That's the beauty of evolution. I could have died with my father. I could have taken my life at 20 years old because the despair and the feeling of losing him was way too much to bear. The pressure that was on me was way too much to bear. But I wouldn't be able, had I done that, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be able to see all of the beauty that's around me. I wouldn't have grown into this person who is able to reach people and souls like you who need to hear that I too have been where you are. I understand. Sometimes you just want to be seen. You want to be heard. You want to know that you're not crazy, even when everyone's saying you are. So I'm here standing with you. Being used as a vessel to let you know you're not crazy. You are seen. I hear you. And it is okay to not be okay. And on this journey of transformation and as you are purging everything that has been deteriorating your soul inside out, I am here to help you maneuver through. You are not alone. You are not by yourself. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. I know it's frustrating. It seems like everything, every place in your life feels like you are literally bogged down with nothing but chaos. Everything irritates you. Every person can't understand you. Everything seems to be thrown your way. But I'm telling you, it's only used to make you stronger. It's making you who you are intended to be. Those things can't defeat you. You have survived 100% of everything you have gone through this far. Everything you have faced this far, you have conquered. So the little things that you are facing right now, hold no weight. They hold no weight. This journey that that someone is on that I, that I obviously am still on as well. Is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful journey, because the ultimate success of this journey is peace, peace of mind, sanity. Evolution of self, prosperity, a spiritual life that cannot be touched. That is why no one can tell me that God ain't real. No one can tell me what my spiritual practice is and how my spiritual practice should be. Because it was my connection with God, my relationship with God that led me to practice my type of spirituality. You don't have to conform to what people think you should conform to, to connect to God. 
Your personal relationship is your personal relationship. You can call him whatever you want. He is still God. It doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter if you believe in religion at all. It doesn't matter what your take on spirituality is. Your relationship is your personal relationship. And that is what God is doing to you in this season, bringing you closer to him so that you can be connected to that of which you truly deserve. That has to go through him to get to you. You're his jewel. You're his prize. Whether you're a man or a woman, you are his. He loves you and he has your back and he's sending people in your corner like me who have your back as well. You're not by yourself. You're not alone. This is something you will conquer because you have no choice. You have no choice. Through this, you will gain your emotional balance. You will be connected to the tribe that you're supposed to be connected to. You are going to be able to obtain the ultimate balance and harmony that you are in search of. But you can't get to that until you get through the gravel. So let's get through the gravel. Let's get through the gravel together. I know this daily message and and for those, this is your first time. Please, please listen to the previous daily doses. I promise you they're not all like this. This was literally something that was. I, I had to speak because it came to me in my dream and it was so potent and it, it literally left me with chills even now. So I knew it was something God was convicting me to speak about. It was something that I needed to say because somebody listening to me needed to hear it. And I'm typically very private about my cer- certain things in my life. I speak about a lot of my life, but a lot of things I do not speak about because I'm very protective of my upbringing and my life and, and all of those things. But it's very important that you understand that it's because of the things that I experienced as a child and a young girl and the, in the, um, the way I've had to grow into being who I am today. It's because of those things that, that you receive who I am. It's, it's, it's those experiences that have made me able to reach so many people because I understand you. I see you for real. There's no facade here. There's no, there's no illusion. I'm not painting any fairy unicorns and bubblegum drops for you to think that I, you know, am trying to make you like me or make you support me or make you follow me. Authenticity is how I win. I don't, I don't know any other way. I don't I, I'm not here to create any type of illusions or gimmicks. So this has been your daily dose of energy for hump day. I am so sorry it's been so long. It's so long. I'm sorry. I am also sorry it is intense, but it is definitely a message that I needed to get out to you. I promise you, hopefully, God willing, 
tomorrow's will not be as intense. We have a new moon in Libra coming and the energy is shifting, but this is like the final message that I felt I needed to get out, I guess, that would bring clarity to the shifts and the transitions that are occurring in so many people's lives. Um, man, man, God is, uh, uh, I can't even put him into words. He's incredible. Okay. So I'm going to close with a, um, This scripture is, is, is Psalm 107, nine, and it says he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. I've trusted in thy mercy. This is Psalm 13, five. I've trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in the salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me bountifully with me listen that's psalm 107 9 and psalm 13 5 through 6 god is amazing and he's incredible okay so i'm gonna end this because this is making me super emotional but i hope that it connected with you I hope that you find something within that that connects with you and gives you clarity. If it's something that you're needing to share with someone, please do. Please do. I love you all. This has been your daily dose of energy. And until tomorrow. Bye.